It's time for another edition of Your Home Discovery, broadcast nationally on AM and FM radio stations, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and more, plus easily found on most social media channels. Podcast available at yourhomediscovery.com. Your Home Discovery, keeping everything around your home sweet home looking great. Now, here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Welcome into this edition of Your Home Discovery. I am Charlie Campbell, discovering all kinds of ways to avoid the band-aids. At least that's my motto this year. Let's make our projects band-aid free. Joining us in studio, Annette Stahl, A-Design Discovery, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. Good morning, Annette. Good morning, Charlie. It is so great to have you with us here on the program. I have had so many emails after you visit us on the program because you talk about feel, flow, function, design, planning, all of those cool things. We've talked about real estate. We've talked about what's new in construction. We've talked about all kinds of home-related issues. One of the topics that we tend to skim the water on every once in a while is I'm in a home and I'm considering buying a new one or, or building a new one and trying to determine the differences and oh yeah, kind of an unintended consequence is we have to get our home ready to sell. And, and I don't know that we spend enough enough real time on that portion of it. And, and something, a little bird, I don't know, tells me you might have a little more firsthand knowledge <laughs> on getting ready to make that move. As long as we're in the industry, we start developing jargon. We start developing things that are just, oh, yeah, you got to do this. But until you're physically in the throes of it, you, you can't feel that energy. You can't feel those emotions that you come through when you're cleaning things up and out. I can't wait to hear what's about to come out of your mouth. He's looking at my face, which is saying about a whole novel. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, wow. So what I do is I hold people's space and allow them to open space for what's next. And so I have thought that I'm quite skilled at it and that <laughs> I <laughs> have found out in the last two months that I'm not as skilled as I thought when it comes to myself. Holy smoke a ruse. These checklists wanted to stuff them up somebody's rear, but I made them. So now let's just talk about living this stuff. So the first question is, are you following your own checklist? They have all changed. (laughs) There is a whole new system, people. So, um, I am in the midst of, I have lived in a home for 13 years. My boys were six and nine when I designed and drafted this home. So let me just paint a picture for you that uh, I had been married for 17 years and my ex-husband and I had built a home, the two of us. That home was our dream together. I had never physically built a home before. So that was my first blueprint. I literally was doing the rebar on that home. We um, co-created that based on my grandparents' farmhouse um, from the 1945, a Sears catalog, actually. They had ordered that plan from. So when I left that home, it was so heartbreaking for me because it was my dream of, you know, a mom and a dad and two kids. Right. Um, And when I voyaged out for uh, just me, I was like, what, what's next? There was a subdivision that was um, 
It was 2010, so the economy was not great at that point. Right. There was a subdivision that had went bankrupt. The bank was taking it back. I had no credit. I got married in college, so I didn't exist. So I needed to be creative. So in my creativity, I found this lot. I put my feet in it, and I was like, this is it. This is the land calling me. And I dreamed about this plan, this house that belonged on this lot, And I designed and then I built my next home. And this was the home that my six-year-old and nine-year-old came to live in. And we're 13 years later and they're growing up, graduated from high school and college and one's in college and getting ready to graduate there. And it's, I am embarking on my next marriage. (laughs) I'm going to move into a 1960s house that's been painted beige and has wood floors. So let me just give you some ideas. I live in a home that has every color you can think of. When I went to touch up paint, I have 13 cans of paint. every Seriously? 13? 13. Seriously. Every ceiling is a different color. Every wall is a different color. Because I did so much crown mold, you have to be able to see the crown mold. So you need a wall color and a ceiling color and then the white crown mold so you can see it. (laughs) And there has to be turns because the angles where the turns is what the beauty of crown mold is. So I'm not saying I am... My therapist called me codependent with my home, but perhaps they did. And so it is now time to open space for what's next. And my finance fiance is like trying to understand all this emotion coming from home. Um, Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. So in my head, I have checklists that I give people. I have whole brochures of this is what you do. Every day you spend 10 minutes. It's as easy as that. I think you've forgotten that there have been a lot of times that I have right here from this exact chair looked across to that exact chair and asked the question about when you're getting ready to move, what are some things that are difficult? What are some things that we should be doing? And I remember a very confident, oh, you should be doing this on a regular basis. If you haven't used it in six months, it should just go in the in the sale or the yeah you love it use it or lose it okay so as you've dug through things did this hold true for annette so yes and no um (laughs) yes Yes, i believe in relaxing releasing yes and when I really thought about it, so let's do my master closet just to begin with. Oh, boy. We jumped right into the fire. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I jumped on him about you have to open half of this closet. Mm-hmm. And he said, I remember this. Well, you can only bring half your closet then if I have to get rid of half my closet. <laughs> well, mathematically, all right, fine, finance guy. But okay. So I said... <laughs> I can do this. And so I said, it'll take me one evening. So, of course, I make everything a competition. You sat right there and said, I can do this. We had this. I could go back, roll tape, and I could find the day. You sat right here and had this exact conversation. And if you could have heard my thoughts that day, I went, somebody's lying. Yeah. So in my head, I gave myself 60 minutes because that seemed plenty. Mm-hmm. Um no, that was plenty to get everything piled on the floor. <laughs> then I decided, I like, who do I want to be? And then I tried everything on. And if this is not, if I don't feel like queen of the world, it has to go. Um, and that was a lot of going. Like my 
So then I decided, well, where is it going? Like, I don't even think this can all fit in my car. So I sent texts to like four of my girlfriends. I was like, hey, cleaning my closet. Anybody want stuff? They showed up. They loaded their cars. And literally, I had four car loads full of stuff. And right after that, husbands all across the United States had less room in their closet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it was just astonishing because it was in a whole day process it is what it ended up and how much I kept just in case. So, um, and in this brutal prioritization, which means I either feel like a million bucks or it goes, I had kept things that I was like, I feel like a million bucks. I feel okay. I'd gotten rid of everything. I like knew I hadn't worn in six months, knew that I didn't absolutely love but evidently, there's about 20 people in me. I have, like, librarian Annette. <laughs> I have artsy Annette. I have, let's go to a formal event Annette. So all those Annettes needed to kind of become friends and maybe consolidate. That's <laughs> all I have to say. Wow. So now after, and, and where are you in the process? A third of the way? An eighth of the way? So I spent... I had um, I had given myself five weeks, and then I realized that wasn't quite enough, and so I split it into seven weeks. And then his mom passed away, and I got in a wreck, and some things happened. So I ended up extending it to nine weeks because life happens, and so we have a plan, and then we have to adjust. Um, so it was nine weeks, and then um, I'm getting ready to list in a few days, um, and so then I shift it to his. I call it. The Cliff Cram Crap. Um, and so the Cliff what? Cram Crap. Because it okay. is not the love it, use it, lose it. It's like the deadline is and you just find a place. <laughs> or you take it to Goodwill. So I kind of uh. got there. So there's a few things. And one of the challenges is because I have one graduating from high school and graduating from college, I do have some things that are like kitchen stuff that I'm not using, but I'm not going to buy new for them. And so that kind of stuff is still a little fuzzy, um, along with like sheets, because we both have like, we have everything. Well, yeah, We've lived have, alone 13 years. You so. have two entire homes that we have to figure out how to remove what can be. And keep what's most important. More on that straight ahead. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. Your home discovery continues straight ahead. Your home discovery now continues. Here's your host, Charlie Campbell. We are back on this edition of Your Home Discovery. I am Charlie Campbell. Join us on our social sites. We are Facebook, YouTube. We have all those different social channels. You should join us there. If you have a question about your home, charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. We're joined in studio by Annette Stahl, A Design Discovery, Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. We talk feel, flow, function, getting ready for that, to embark on that new construction opportunity, finding that perfect next home. And for the last 10 minutes of this laugh session, we've been talking about Preparing for a move, as Annette has changed her to-do lists. I have, and I've also really recognized how 
freeing opening spaces. So whether you're looking mm-hmm. at remodeling, whether you're looking at moving, whether you're looking at you're just like in your space and you're feeling stuck. Right. The gift of opening space. Right. Like, do I love this? Right. Like when I say love it, does it energize me? Am I going to want to take it across <laughs> country with me? That's, I think, where I miss things. I haven't been brutal prioritization. Like, right. if I was being sent to Mars, would I take this with me? You know, there's an, a, a, a way of looking at it that I hadn't ever considered. If I'm being sent to Mars, would I take this with me? That's well, an interesting twist, if we're honest about it. Well, because you have to brutally prioritize. So when we're cleaning out a door, we're like, okay, yeah, I use that sometimes, blah, 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 blah. You know, you just right. do it quick and you're done. Right. But if you go, okay... I can only take half. So I gave myself, um, I said I can only take 50% because if you have two homes and you're combining, right. 50% made sense in my head. So every time I cleaned a room out, I said I can only keep the half that's going to Mars with me. Right. I know it's not Mars. A 1960s house that's all beige is not Mars. It is in a net world. But, um, <laughs> so, so I got about 30% gone. So having a goal of 50%, but having grace with yourself And giving yourself space to integrate that. So when we, so if you're doing things in your master bedroom, master bath, it's supposed to be primary, sorry, politically correct is primary bath, primary um, bedroom and closet. Those are very personal to you. So those are going to start shifting who you be. So what I mean by that is whatever you wear is what you're showing the outside world. Right. So that's how you're showing up and saying, hey, here's how I want you to see me. Sure. So that is really, really personal. So give yourself the space and clarity of who is that? Where do I feel the most energized? Where do I feel the most centered? Where do I feel the most connected to me? And when you choose that, then allow the emotions and the intention and all of that to align. When we're working in our kitchen, that's our health area. So if you're having health challenges... And you're like, my kitchen just doesn't work. It probably doesn't work if you feel unhealthy. <laughs> so start there. Um, and what does healthy mean to you now? If you're like me and you are slightly aging, there's things like menopause that happen. And so all of a sudden your body and your tastes change. Um, and so what was healthy for you may change right. through time. So you 20-year-olds that are eating everything you want, let me just tell you, life is changing. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) So as we age, our bodies need different things, and what's healthy to us shifts. Um, I'm not a nutritionist, so I I just know that much from personal experience. Um, So you want to say, what does healthy look like, and how does my kitchen align with that? If that means cooking every night, then how do you make it easy to cook every night, right? Right. That makes sense. If you're doing your living room... What's important? There is very important. My dog, Doug, has <laughs> his blankie. It's really important because all of us like to cuddle with him, right? Like We're all about connection. So what does that, if that, if your living room or family room is all about connection, what does that mean? Puffy pillows, blankets, those could be laying around in baskets. Yes. That is still opening space. It's opening the space for how you want that space to feel and function. So that, it does come back to the questions. It's just more beautiful. Brutal prioritization. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, would I take this to Mars? And I think we need to take that one step further. Would I take that to Mars when I'm moving there for good? Right. Because we do look at things two different ways. 
I'm not using that now, but I may later. I'm not going to need that when I go to Mars or to this vacation. But I might want it when I come back. And looking at it with that, I'm not coming back and being okay with that is step one. It is. It's also um, one of my friends called and her um, husband has early onset of Alzheimer's. So she's dealing with a lot of things and she's needing to make some changes and she's like, yeah, I've been working on cleaning out my house. And I opened up a closet and I said, where's your space? Right. So when we say we are, quote, working on it, if there is not open space, open space is uncomfortable. Sure. Because you're like, well, I should have something there. Yep. That is scarcity. So mm-hmm. what? So have you ever been at a restaurant and somebody's there's been like five people scrunched around a four top? Oh, yes. And they go, hey, join us. Mm hmm. And you go, I'm getting my food to go. Sorry. Hi. Right. <laughs> because you don't, you're like, you guys are elbow to elbow. Right. It's physically not going to work. Right. So we say we want something new. We want to remodel our house. We want to do something different. And then we don't create any space for that. Right. So it doesn't matter what you want to do. The first step is how do I create space and let go of everything that is no longer working for me, no longer energizing me no longer part of where I want to go. And so much of it is perspective. You know, obviously there's a large time period in the calendar year between about the 1st of February and the middle of April or later if you file an extension. But for me, it's tax time. When I am going through the desk and sorting and throwing away and finding the desk again after 12 months of things just existing rather than boxing and storing. That's when I go through the fill the trash can. That's when the trash trucks tires are squatting. And so this year I came up with the concept that a friend of mine told me about my files in my office and For the last several months, this concept in my office has worked really well, so I'm going to see if it works at home. I have a folder in my office, and it's called Eventual Trash. So it's for that item that I think I want to save, but I really don't have a destination. I don't have a reason for it. I don't really think, you know, but I can't bring myself to throw it away. I put it in the Eventual Trash folder, and I don't really know how this works, But if you open up that folder four weeks later, it is amazing what a different paradigm you have when you look at that item. So go in your kitchen right now and open that one junk drawer and separate it into things you've used in the last six months and things that you forgot were in there. And if we extrapolate that into every area of our homes, our closets, our attics, our basements, the the percentages change if we looked at our primary silverware drawer likely pretty high percentage we've used in the last six months you go look at that storage box in the basement which you mentioned you started in your master closet talk about your feelings thoughts as you went to the basement or have you gone there (laughs) i actually had to ask for help (laughs) i did because emotionally most of that stuff, when I had gotten my divorce, I had moved in. Right. I had had two hours to get out of a house that I'd lived in at that point, 17 years. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not very long. No. And it was pretty stressful. And so I had literally taken the things I love and just put them down there. Right. Along with a mysterious box that I still had no idea. It was up there and I was like, I don't even know what that is. And so I told my fiance, I need you to come help me with this because it's not a physical thing. Like emotionally. Right. I can't start. It was also my craft room. I taught art for years. And so Mm. I, um, that's where we created art. It was really, it was so much in that little 13 by 12. (laughs) (laughs) So we took literally, it took us, that was a weekend project, a whole weekend. And he was a guest. That big box on the top was from when my parents had moved and my mom had put stuff in a box. Wow. And so it was from my childhood. That was my one last childhood thing. Sure. And so it was interesting. Um, so then I decided how big of a box each of my kids would get. So like if something happened, they have this one box of right. all their things. And right. then I took pictures of all their art because it does matter like how they drew the family through the years. Sure. And how. So I took pictures of all that, made books. So they each have one art book versus a whole box of art stuff from growing up. And so, yeah. It's been a project. Did you check the storage capacity on your phone before and then after <laughs> going through that box? Just a thought because, you know, it's interesting how quickly a few pictures can take up so much space on our phone. Yeah, it all goes back to how do we open and how do we flow, right? <laughs> so that takes us back to that checklist. How do you want it to feel? How do you want it to flow? And how do you want it to function? And today we're really taking apart that most important aspect, whether you're staying put or moving. More helpful ways to build and improve your home sweet home are straight ahead. Stay tuned. Your home discovery now continues. Here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Thanks for staying with us on this edition of Your Home Discovery. Today we're discovering all the aspects of our home that we might have thought, well, I don't know if I want to keep this or not. Joined in studio by Annette Stahl, A Design Discovery, Stone and Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. Annette is in the throes of revisiting her checklists that I've heard about for years. And I knew one day, it would come full circle, and you would have to use those checklists for yourself. Yes. So I want to know, how have they changed? Yes. Well, <clears throat> the first way that my checklists have changed is they've added feel to it, which people aren't going to like. Um, <laughs> what I've noticed is people don't want to feel. That was the same with me. I just wanted to get it done. And literally, my body wouldn't, it just stopped. Like, I just got stuck. And if you move anyway... I know for me at the tax time clean out, yeah, I could probably use that little shred of paper for something later. But there's this feeling that you get after when you can actually see the progress. And it gets messier before it gets cleaner. Absolutely. And um, organizing. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in storage units. <laughs> storage people are not going to like me. Um, how many times do you go to the storage unit to get it? Right. So I think that you should use it, love it, or lose it. Right. So that has been one of the big challenges with my fiance and I because he does believe in storage. <laughs> so we've already had to clean out his old attic. He's, you know, like he's had, I'm like, no, that's just energy setting there that you are collecting. 
Right. So it is like in your body when you eat a big meal and it never digests. Right. Does, does anybody want to walk around like that? No. So don't do that to no, your face. Not at all. So organization, organization, um, shelves do our rule which he is struggling with is you cannot buy <laughs> anything. Like there's nothing we need. Like how can we reuse what we have in a new way? In his defense, we have to go back to that. <laughs> you said out loud our rule and then in parentheses, I heard you say <laughs> that he's not following. So is this an Annette rule that he's not it following? It is totally an Annette rule. Annette <laughs> is marrying a collector. He loves things. Like, he truly loves them. I'm like, they're a thing. <laughs> Let's come complete. I go, you have your 11 by 11 room. That's your collection room. Otherwise, <laughs> let's let it go. Okay, so let's rewind. Several years ago, there was a question posed about how do you get started in the new construction process we have decided that we want to build a home, but we have no idea where to begin. And I remember having a conversation in this room with a person that looks a lot like you <laughs> that said, everyone gets their three non-negotiables. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you could please help me understand how does... The non-negotiable <laughs> fall into, why are you so red in the face? I, I want to know, how does the non-negotiable work in this particular how case? How does Cliff have so many advocates? So my dad, my parents came to his house because they live closer to my parents now. So they come for just the day because it's only an hour and a half away. And my dad <laughs> said, so Annette, you have a a desk here in this family room. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's where I do my drafting and my plans. And he's like, and then it looks like this front room is all you. It says wild and free and you have Marilyn Monroe's. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where that's where when I need to create in the mornings as good morning sun. He said, oh, okay. And then he comes out to the Four Seasons room. And he's like, and then here's all your paint stuff. And so you have a desk out here too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, because in the evening, like, so once it gets to noon, then I go to this side of the house. And he's like, uh, okay, well, where's Cliff? I mean, he has the 11 by 11 room. <laughs> and my dad looks at Cliff and he said, you understand, nothing's going to change. <laughs> and if you think it was your idea, she just made you think it was your idea and you won. <laughs> hey, Cliff, if you need any help, no promises, but uh, Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. Shoot me an email. I'm more than happy to to laugh along with you, but that's really about all I can promise. I I. I, I've sat here and listened to the non-negotiables and, you know, I I just saw her turn completely beat red. So, dude, I think you're okay. in trouble. So, yeah, I will give him three non-negotiables I can agree with. <laughs> <laughs> so, in new construction, I give each, client, each couple, each person gets their own three and I help protect them. So, I am seeing a bit of a struggle in my <laughs> execution of this. I do it so well for others. So, okay. Got On it. this edition of <laughs> Laughing at Your Home Discovery, we're joined in studio by Annette, who has been given a dose of her own non-negotiable. <laughs> but we will leave that where it is. What's the easiest thing that you've encountered in the home clean-out 
that you didn't think would be as easy as it was. What was surprisingly different to you? I mean, you've talked about this with folks for years, whether they're renovating, whether they're moving, whether they're building new, because there is that excited aspect. When you've got a brand new home you're moving into, this is a completely, I mean, it was a, it was a together dream and okay, now we we're building this. And so we're out of here. It's a completely different theory when you have this finished new and, and, and it's been a dream for years. Honestly, um, the easiest part was asking for help, which sounds weird. And as Americans, we love to do it all ourselves. Use YouTube. We got this. Right. And Stone and Story, the brokerage that I built and is Darren's now, um, I said, I did have somebody come to my door and offer me 100000 more than I am even going to list my house for. And it was a man and he said he was going to paint it all white and I slammed the door. I was like, wow. And so then I, when I was telling Cliff this story, he was like, um, I was like, yeah, I don't think I can sell my own house. I think I'm too attached. And right. so at that point I called Darren and said, and he's like, okay. So once I started cleaning, I like, figured Darren said, okay, what's his number? Well, he probably <laughs> did. He's probably figured it out. He just didn't tell me yet. <laughs> um, and so Darren and Brian, have been so supportive and understanding the support I offer others because they check any tweet like, Oh, look how much you've gotten done. And look how, you know, like reprioritizing. So the easiest thing has been asking for the support and receiving the support. I have expectations that are way higher than are possible. And I think that's a lot of people's, they get stuck because they're like, Oh, my house has to be perfect before I can even leave it. Or before I can think of the next thing would not no, that's not true. We just have to start one step. What's the one step I have to take? So the easiest thing has been breaking it down into just one step and then celebrating that one step for that day and then laying it out like, okay, if this is my deadline, backing it up, right? Like if you know you only have to do this one thing towards that, it makes it easier. So that has been the easiest along with um, the cleaning part is the easy part. The decluttering part and opening space has been more of more time consuming and yet it's fun. Like I found all these DS games my son was excited about. So it's fun when you find things you didn't know was cool and they want. Right. And right. it's been fun. My oldest was like, I haven't cleaned my room since we moved in. He was nine. He's 21. I go, you've been at college for three years. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't clean your room? He's like, I just took what I needed. I knew it would be here. And I was like, aha. That's exactly right? what we were talking about earlier with that go to Mars. Okay. We're going to go to Mars to visit and come back so we can separate. But if we're going to Mars for good, if we're going somewhere else for good, it's that closure. It's you can't even leave a paperclip. It's that I am finished. And honestly, he only took a, bo- a shoebox full of other stuff. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it, he hadn't had it for three years. Again, that's that, that's that eventual trash folder I was talking about. Right. You look at it today and it has to go in that folder. But it's interesting how only three to four weeks later, and you said three years? Yeah. Yeah. Significant differential. Yeah. So, yeah, I like, um, I do, I I don't have problems letting go once I spend the time right. to get clear and be present. Sure. It's my challenge is 
really creating that practice of being really clear. Like I either love it and I'm going to use it or I'm going to find a home. I did find homes for lots of things because they were really good. Like I taught art and I had all these things. So I found teachers and I asked first like, hey, I have this. So that made me feel really good. That was fun. Oh, absolutely. And so my Mondays have been delivering lots of things. <laughs> um, and they've been so appreciative. So that's been fun. And that was more fun than I thought. So We may have to consider getting you a one of those moving vehicles to use for a little while. <laughs> have you seen how I drive? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't say without a driver. Maybe it needs to have a driver, too. And you could just be a passenger. But as we think about... How we live, and, and, and you've been really good at, at the basics of feel, flow, function, and, and the concept of all this. But as we really take it apart interpersonally, certain words can get really complex. Like you mentioned being organized. And I really want to take that word organized apart because it has different meanings. Let's talk about those straight ahead. Stay with us. Stay tuned. Your home discovery continues straight ahead. Your home discovery now continues. Here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Thanks for staying with us on this edition of Your Home Discovery. I am Charlie Campbell, joined in studio by Annette Stahl, A Design Discovery, Daltmeyer Homes, Stone and Story Real Estate, and I failed to mention the entire program, Annette Stahl International. Which we don't know what it is, but it's coming. <laughs> Today we've been talking about that that function. So whether you are just staying put, a little organization can help. If you're remodeling, we have things we have to move. We have to get out of the way. So often I see someone who will say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to finish my basement. And you'll see dust and boards and things happening, but yet there's... U-Haul boxes from the move five years ago, still right in the middle of the project. Maybe we're adding a room addition and we have to reorient how we're living in the backyard. We have to move things if that's the direction that we're adding. Maybe we are tired of this and we think we need to relocate when maybe we all we needed to really do was reorganize. And how often does that come up? I think, uh, yes, my correctable is that... I'm going to create an event every year. Cliff, sorry. I <laughs> He's finding this out with you, Charlie. I'm going to create an event every year that I invite. It's almost like an open house so that I have to do this every year in my house. You're going to turn that into a visiting discussion with wine, I have a feeling. Yeah, or whiskey or <laughs> craft beers. Um, something, yes. Something. But it's a great intention. Well, I think it's a way of connection and it's a way to hold ourselves accountable. You're like, exactly right. If we don't have a deadline, <laughs> would you rather be organizing and cleaning or, I don't know, watching Netflix or, you know, whatever. Right. Reading a book. So I think it really is important to create some events. And yes, we have the holidays, but even... Like, I was like, if I, like, okay, so we have Thanksgiving, so everything has to be cleaned up for Thanksgiving, and then we have, you know, usually some, we do something in the spring for Easter or whatever. Okay, then I need a summer activity, right? Right, like, right. I just need, like, three times a year that I've got to get everything pulled together so that I have a deadline on myself. I'm deadline-driven. When we talk about organizing, the first thing is opening the space. Right. So 
if you need shelves, get shelves. They're one of the best investments you can have, especially in storage areas. Mm-hmm. So I really love the metal shelves that you can adjust and that hold a lot. Right. Um, I like clear plastic boxes because I want to know what's in them. Sure. <laughs> um, it's not always easy to label them or see the labels. So I do lots of clear storage boxes. And how do you, uh, literally, how do you, when you mention that, you so you say, it's hard to label. But yet, again, just like everything else that we talk about on the program, it's jargon that we use every day. So it's it's hard to label. And someone might think, oh, no, I'm very good at labeling because they are, and they're, they're very good and, and eloquent at making this label. How do you put on the label everything that's in there? Because for Pete's sake, it holds so many different things most of the time. Right. If they're smaller boxes, it's easier. Like I have small boxes for Kale, small boxes for Luke that are like all of Kale's baby stuff, all Luke's baby stuff or whatever. Um, so that's easier. But those big boxes that we have a lot in can be a little bit harder. So my both of my grandmas were made beautiful handmade quilts, beautiful all kinds of things. So right. I have one box that I kept that was just my very favorite things of theirs. And sure. that was hard to let go. Right. Like my grandmas made it. But how many quilts and blankets do you need? Uh So trying to find the family members that wanted it and how to, you know, and they're all like, we've got so many. (laughs) So there is, those were probably my most hard, most difficult, just because I had so many, like I felt loved by them and it felt like I was giving away their love. So I had to find ways that it went to a loving place and was helping others and the love was going. So that became kind of one of my challenges along the way. Um, So organization, Mm -hmm. first open the space. So what space is not working for you? I would recommend cleaning the whole thing out. Sure. So literally, if it's the kitchen that is making you crazy, take every dish out, (laughs) clean every cabinet. It sounds overzealous. It does take a whole weekend. It's like moving in the first time, though. If you think about it, only it's more controlled because it's the only area you're focused on. Plus... If you start it on a Saturday morning, it's a good reason to eat out Saturday night. Correct. And if you make it a weekend project, you want to get it done so you, can get, you have to get right. back together for the week. So those type of things make it <clears throat> easier to organize when you have it all out and then you're making the choice of what has to go back. Right. Same when you're doing um, a storage closet downstairs. Take it all out. I avoid cardboard boxes just because... Um, in college, I had cockroaches and they lived Ooh, in those, which yeah. I've never had them since. But ever since then, I have a trauma about it. So plastic is always my right. gig. Right. Um, and if you are in a basement, even if you have a sump pump backup, any of those things, it's you just never know. So it's always one more protection. Right. If, if you're keeping it, you must really love it. Sure. I also um, allocate space. What does that mean? Allocate space. I say... How much of my life do I want to have in storage? So when I talk about those big racks, I have one big rack that is for memorabilia, meaning it is our family history. It is our photographs. It is those type of things. Sure. I have another rack that is crutches, knee braces, <laughs> all the things the I paid, <laughs> all the things I paid a million dollars for and right. all our workout stuff that we work, you know, rollers, things like that, that we use off and on. Mm -hmm. um, But we're not always using it because we're always changing what we want to do. Sure. Um, So I try, and then all my 
paint is there. Mm-hmm. But that's really all I left in storage. And then I have a shelf of craft, like all my paints and all sure. of my crafting things. So I think I felt like I did really, really good in the end because that would fit in a 12 by 12 room. Right. So right. Um, that feels reasonable and I could walk in and see it like it's a store. So I feel like our storage things, it should feel like I'm shopping. So if we converted this entire concept to the struggle we're having in our home right now isn't the kitchen. The kitchen's awesome. It isn't the it isn't the outdoor space. It isn't the garage. It isn't a big area like that. Or maybe it's just the family room. You can't take all the furniture out of the family room and bring it back in very easily. How do you attack a, a living space like a an entertainment area or a family space? Um, you can take all the small stuff out, which is probably what's causing the challenge. Okay. Um, you can also take apart. So if you have a big sectional, I see a lot of people have struggles because their sectional is actually too big for their space. Mm. So I will take a section out okay. and start rearranging the shape of it after well, I've taken every small thing out. Right. So, but all the small things really have to go out. So when you think of a jar, do you? Remember, there was, I think it was Stephen Covey. He had a big jar and he had little rocks, big rocks, and sand. Oh yes. And if you put the sand in first, There's the big no rocks aren't going to fit. You right. have to put the big rocks in, then the medium rocks, and then the sand. Mm-hmm. So pillows, blankets, all of that is sand. Sure. So our big rocks are that big sectional, are the area rug. But even the small chairs, I usually take out because I need to get the big rock right. in the right position Right. that is working for you in order for us then to layer in the medium rocks, the chairs, sure. and sure. the side tables and then we put the sand in all the fluff. And then when you're all done with that, you can readjust things like wall coverings and those types of things, the paintings and different things that you might. I, and honestly, I take all the wall paintings off as I'm doing that because we oh. get attached to, well, the couch has to center under that picture. Sure. Okay, that nail just has to move one inch <laughs> and the picture's covering <laughs> it. So don't worry about it. So you don't realize how much your head wants things to stay the same. So right. your brain only knows what's happened and mm-hmm. what it's seen. Mm-hmm. And it wants you to get back there because that's safe. It's, sure. it's Your nervous system wants to keep you safe. Right. Change is unsafe. It doesn't right. know what's happening. Right. So we have to, that's why removing it all becomes so critical. And then we might say, oh, we need a new sectional. Oh, we need something. But most of the time, we just needed one section to be gone or we needed one section to move from one side to the other or something like that. Or we need less sand around the big rocks. Yes. Because very often the sand can get really over overwhelming. And having said this about living room, just um, you might make sure you put your remote in a safe place. Sometimes I've rearranged and lost people's <laughs> remote, which causes a lot of trauma. Um, <laughs> unintentional. Just a side note. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I can just see this thing unfolding. Again, I have to say, Cliff... Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. <laughs> you know, I'm cheering for you, buddy. I I, I wish you the best. So he Annette, thought I, he was going crazy, and he calls me. He's like, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I moved that. He's like, you're making me feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have questions about moving things around your home, Charlie at yourhomediscovery.com. Thanks for enjoying another edition of Your Home Discovery with Charlie Campbell, a presentation of CQH Ranch, LLC. Keeping everything around your home sweet home looking great. 
broadcast nationally on AM and FM radio stations, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and more, plus easily found on most social media channels. Tune in again soon for more tips and ideas to keep your home sweet home looking great. Podcast available 24-7, yourhomediscovery.com.